You might not know this about me, but one of my very first writing gigs online was as a copywriting intern for Lexi Rodrigo. Lexi is a brilliant marketer and copywriter, and she taught me the value of knowing my benefits from my features and also why you should always write at least 25 versions of your headline. Now, that last one is something that I continue to resist even today, but when I do it, when I take the time to write those 25 headlines, it always makes for a stronger sales page. It was probably 2009 or so when I worked for uh, Lexi, and after that, I went on to write sales pages and other copy as a freelancer, and I've written hundreds of sales pages for my own products as well. Writing all of those sales pages and reading hundreds or maybe even thousands more has helped me to develop a really simple process for writing sales pages fast. I've talked about this before on this podcast in episode number 64, but in this episode, I'm going to give you an even easier and faster plan designed just for small digital products. This is episode 95 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast, and today we're going to write a sales page for your digital product. So grab a notebook and a pen and let's get started. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, it's Cindy, and thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. You'll find the show notes and recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 95. While you're there, be sure to hit the subscribe button. New episodes drop every Thursday morning. And next week, we're going to take a big leap forward from the creation stage of a brand new business and move into the improvement stage. Up to this point, you've been building and building and building and now it's time to start improving on what you've done. But that's next week. This week is all about that last step in the creation process, and that's getting your product out there where people can buy it. To do that, you need a sales page. So that's what we're going to look at today. Now, before we dig into this one, though, I have to address the elephant in the room, as some people say. Several of you wrote to me this week to ask, why I didn't include any information about pricing in the last episode, which was all about creating your first digital product. And by the way, if you missed that episode or any of the other episodes in this series, I'll link to them all in the show notes so you have them all right there. Now, as I've said before, pricing is such a subjective thing, especially for digital products. You might charge $20 for a planner that someone else charges $50 for. I might charge $99 for a course that another seller charges $500 for. That's because prices in the online space are largely made up. Yes, I said it. You get to choose what you charge. It really is as simple as that. Yes, you need to charge a price that's profitable. Yes, you need to charge a price that you feel comfortable with. And yes, you probably need to charge a price that's not too far outside the accepted norm for your market and your niche. But other than that, you really do get to make it up. Charge anything you want, which is exactly what people really don't want to hear. 
They want to know how much something's worth. What price should they put on that workbook or that course or that freelancing gig? Here's what I recommend if this is your first go around with pricing your products. First, take a look around at your competitors. Look at what they're charging. Aim for something that's in the same ballpark. It doesn't have to be exactly the same price, but it shouldn't be too far off what your buyers are going to expect. Otherwise, they're going to question it. If it's too low, some buyers are going to wonder what's wrong with it. They won't see the quality of it if it's priced really low. If it's too high, they'll think that it's overpriced and they'll buy from your competitor instead. Now, these rules do not apply to you if you already have a huge audience or if you are a brand name. In that case, charge whatever you want because people are going to buy from you because it's you. But if you're just starting out, aim for somewhere in the middle. It's going to make your life a whole lot easier. So choose that price that's in the same ballpark with what your competitors are charging. Then with that price in mind, I want you to practice saying it out loud in a sentence as if you're selling it to someone you just met. So go stand and look in the mirror and pretend that you are speaking to somebody that you met at a conference or that you met at church or in the pickup line at school, it doesn't matter, wherever. They ask you what you do and you're going to say something like this. I'm a photographer and I just created an ebook to teach beginners how to use proper lighting techniques so that they can capture beautiful memories whenever and wherever they happen to be. The ebook is available for download on my site for $19. Now, that's kind of an elevator pitch. You've probably heard that word before. But the important part the, is the last bit, the price. That's what's really important here. When you say your sentence out loud, even if you're just looking in the mirror at yourself, when you say it out loud, pay attention to how you feel when you get to the price. Does your voice crack a little bit? Does it squeak? Do you get quieter? Do you subconsciously lower your volume when you get to that point? Or does it just roll off your tongue like it's not really a big deal at all? If you can say your pricing out loud without feeling a little bit nervous and without subconsciously downplaying it by lowering your voice or looking away from the person that you're talking to, then you might ask yourself if my price is a little bit too low. Try turning it up a notch and trying it again. If you get nervous, though, if you glance away or if your palms get a little sweaty or your heart beats a little faster when you get to the price part, it might be just a touch too high. Try dialing it back a little bit and trying again. What you're aiming for here is the price point that you feel good about charging and that makes you just a tiny bit uncomfortable too. That's the sweet spot we're looking for. And remember, don't overthink this. Don't make it more complicated than it is. Your price is just a number. You can change it anytime you like. It is your product and you get to make up the rules. I seriously heard about an ebook for sale on Amazon one time that was $1,000. So if somebody can write an ebook and put it up for sale on Amazon for $1,000, you can charge anything you want for your digital products. That said, if you do want a more scientific and maybe more sophisticated approach, there is a workshop replay inside Six Figure Systems called Perfect Pricing. That one-hour training is going to walk you through all of the steps to take to figure out 
exactly what you should be charging for your courses, for your coaching, for your digital products. It comes with a calculator you can use to figure out your potential profits and to estimate the number of sales that you're going to need to make to make your budget so that you can ask yourself then, do I feel confident in making that number of sales? It's based on the income that you want to generate with your business. So it's a little bit more scientific approach. You'll find that inside your Six Figure Systems dashboard. If you're not already a member, you can join us at sixfiguresystems.com and I'll see you on the inside. Okay, so with that pricing question out of the way, let's talk about how you're actually going to write your sales page. And just like everything else in this online business roadmap, we're going to keep this one super simple too. I don't want you to get stuck here. I don't want you to spend weeks and weeks and weeks writing a sales page. I do have a longer course that's all about writing sales pages, and I'll link to that in the show notes, and it's also available inside Six Figure Systems. That one's perfect for writing longer sales pages that you might want for things like courses or a membership. But I'm a big believer in keeping it short and simple for your first product, so that's what we're going to do here. I have a three-part plan for you to follow that's going to make this really easy. The only things you need for your sales page are to explain what your product does, who it's for, and how it works. So keep those three things in mind and let's look at each section in turn. The first part is what does your product do? This begins with your sales page headline. It is not an overstatement to say that this is the single most important part of your sales page. Your headline's job is to get your reader's attention and keep them reading. And the way to do that is to make the headline all about the biggest benefit of your product. So let's say that you've written that ebook about lighting for new photographers. What's the biggest result that your readers are going to get from it? What's the promise that you're making to them? Maybe they'll take better photos without having to buy expensive equipment. Maybe they'll learn to use light in an interesting way to change the mood or the tone of a photo. Maybe they'll be able to take photos anywhere in any light and never end up with grainy or overexposed shots. Each of those ideas would make a great headline for a sales page. You could say something as simple as learn to use light to take beautiful photos with nothing more than your iPhone. Or you could say how to use light to capture emotion and tell a story with your photos. Or you could say, never worry about lighting again when you understand a few simple camera settings. Now, earlier I told you that Lexi Rodrigo used to make me write at least 25 headlines for every single sales page. And I'm going to advise that you do the same thing because really it's just good practice. The first few that you write are going to be kind of the low hanging fruit. They're not going to be very good because you're not putting that much thought into them. They're just the first things that come to mind. These headlines that I just wrote here are serviceable enough, but they're not great. If I kept going and I wrote out several more, the later ones would be better simply because I worked on them a little bit harder. So don't stop with just the first or the second headline you write. Spend 30 minutes or so and come up with a list of 20 or more headlines, then choose the best one from that list. But the headline is actually just one part of what your product does. It's maybe the most important part, but it's just one piece. After the headline, you'll have a bit more space to explain it. So you're going to take two or three short paragraphs and go into more detail about the results that your reader will achieve 
when they use your product. You can talk about things like the frustrations that they're already having or what they've already tried that didn't work. And this is where you're going to start to incorporate the second part of your sales page, which is all about who this product is for. The fact is, and I know that you know this, but your product is not a good fit for everyone. In fact, if you think your product is something that everyone needs, I'm going to send you back to the drawing board with it because it's probably too broad. You want your ideal customer to be able to see themselves in your sales copy. You want them to know that you have a solution for them. I don't want you to overcomplicate this though. Don't overthink it. Don't think that you need to have your ideal customer avatar fully fleshed out at this point. You just need to have an idea of who can make the best use of your product. Now, this is going to be different for every niche, but think about questions like, is your ideal customer a beginner or are they more advanced? Is your ideal customer, you know, what do they want to achieve with your product? What's motivating them? Ask yourself what other resources they might have used. Who else do they follow for information about your topic? These are the types of things that you can incorporate into your sales page to let your readers know that you're speaking directly to them. For example, on the sales page for this fictional photography lighting guide that doesn't exist, the creator might say something like, if you've ever purchased an expensive camera and still been disappointed over your vacation photos, then I have just one word for you, and it's lighting. That's what makes those photos of the snow-capped mountains look washed out and what turns vibrant fall leaves into layer upon layer of dull brown. You might think that you have to spend years studying Photoshop to fix those underwhelming shots, but the truth is, knowing just a few settings on your camera can really help. End quote. Now, in just 78 words, I have identified who this product is for. It's somebody with a nice camera who's taking vacation photos that they're disappointed with. I've also told their story and touched on their frustrations with the photos that they've taken in the past. They've got pictures of mountains that didn't turn out the way they wanted. They've got, you know, pictures of the fall leaves in Maine that look terrible. And I've even made mention of a resource that they've probably tried, which is Photoshop, and they've still been disappointed with the results. Now, it doesn't take much to make a strong connection with your reader. Just think about what they really want that your product can provide and write their story in two or three sentences. That will help make it clear that you have the solution that they need because you understand the problem that they're facing. Then the third piece of the sales page puzzle is simply explaining how your product works. I like to make this its own section with a subheadline that says something like, here's what you're getting today. Then I list out the features and the benefits of the product in a short bullet list. And for a simple digital product, it really can be very short, maybe only three bullet items or maybe five. For example, your photography lighting guide might have three bullet points like this. It might say, this is a 32-page printable guide with beginner-friendly exercises. It gives you camera, a camera settings cheat sheet for optimal lighting in any situation, and it includes 24 full-color example photos for added clarity. This really short list tells your reader exactly what they're getting and why it's important. They're getting beginner-friendly exercises so they won't feel overwhelmed. Notice that this line also further clarifies who this guide is for. It's for beginners, not advanced photographers. 
They're also getting a camera setting cheat sheet so they can choose the right settings in any light situation. And they're getting 24 example photos, which will help them better understand what's being taught in the guide. These bullet points are what's known as feature and benefit pairs. And this is a really important skill to have when you're writing a sales page. You can think of features and benefits like this. The feature describes something about the product. The benefit is why the reader should care. So it's a 32 page printable guide. That's a feature. It describes the product. Beginner friendly exercises is the benefit is the benefit. It tells the reader what's special about it and why it should matter to them. There's a camera settings cheat sheet. That's a feature or a description of a part of the product. The benefit is better lighting. That's why the reader should care. When you're writing your how does it work section, you always want to pair your features with a benefit. Understanding why it matters that the product includes a cheat sheet is what will sell it to your customer. And that's it. Just those three parts are all you need to get a simple sales page up and ready to make sales. I'm going to recommend now that you write your sales page in Microsoft Word or in Google Docs. Don't try to write it and design it on your page at the same time. And then when you're done drafting your sales page, give it a read through and ask yourself if it meets the three-part criteria we just talked about. Ask yourself these questions. Question number one, does it clearly state what your product does or the results that you're promising? This should be in the headline, in your bullet points, and also kind of sprinkled throughout the rest of the copy, even if it's just, you know, a few words here and there. Question number two, does it make it clear who your product is for? This is going to show up mostly when you're writing about the problems that your audience is facing and the solutions that they've tried that didn't work. And finally, question number three, does it explain how the product is going to help? Did you finish up with a list of features and benefits that describe the product and the results that your reader is going to get? Once you've covered all of that, the only thing left is to connect your sales page to your payment processor. Now, before we do that, I do want to answer another question that I get frequently, which is how long should my sales page be? Well, just like pricing, there's no clear cut answer here. But generally speaking, the higher the price point, the more sales copy you'll need to make that sale. I've sold $10 products with nothing more than a headline and five bullet points. If you're satisfying and answering the three questions that I just asked, then you've written enough. Don't think that you have to write a thousand words or 2,500 words to make a sale. It's okay to keep it simple and keep it super short. In the last episode, I recommended that for your first product, you choose a simple payment processor and delivery options such as SendOwl, Warrior Plus, or eJunkie. These platforms will connect to your PayPal account or to your credit card processor so you can take payment, and they also handle the delivery of your product for you. They're super simple to set up, and that's good because I don't want you to get hung up on the tech right now. It's more important that you get your product out there where people can buy it than it is that you have a fully branded course portal with multiple upsells and downsells and all of the fancy stuff. That's the theme of this series. We are keeping it simple at every step along the way. Now, within your sales platform, what you're going to need to do is set up your product so it's available for sale. And this is going to vary depending on which platform you're using. 
So you'll need to read or watch their documentation to figure out how to set it up for your specific platform. But once you have your product set up, you'll be able to grab a link for your buy button. This is the link that leads to a checkout form. That's where your buyer is going to enter their information to make a purchase. And that form is created by your sales platform. So there's nothing that you need to do there. You just need to grab the link and use that link as the buy button on your sales page. Which brings us to the next big question that you might have, which is exactly where do you build this sales page? You can't send people your Microsoft Word document or your Google Doc. So you can think of a sales page as nothing more than a specially formatted web page. It's just like a blog post or the homepage of your website or your About Me page. It just has some specific elements that make it a sales page, like a buy button. Now you can get special software and plugins that make creating sales pages easier. I use and like Thrive Architect for that, which is a WordPress plugin. Elementor is another good WordPress plugin that does a decent job with sales pages. Some WordPress themes help you build sales pages as well, like Divi. If you're not using WordPress or if you don't want to invest in a page builder add-on just yet, you could just write up your sales page using your built-in page editor. In other words, just create a page on your website and put your sales copy there and then link to your checkout form. But what if you don't have a website? Well, then choose a sales platform such as eJunkie that will allow you to create a simple sales page right on your checkout form. Not all platforms allow this. You cannot create a sales page on Warrior Plus, for example. You need a separate page builder. But eJunkie does let you create a simple sales page right there on their form builder. So if you don't have a website, go with a platform like that. Then once you have your sales page up and it's ready to take payment, there's just one last thing you need to do, and that's to let people know that your new product is available for purchase. That's what your email list is for. So the first thing I want you to do is send an email announcement to your list. Let them know that your product is available, why they need it, and where they can buy it. Now, I'm not going to tell you how many emails to send, but send more than one, please. Remember that not everyone will read all of your emails and not everyone who reads will click the link. You have to remind them and sometimes you have to remind them many, many times. You can also link directly to your sales pages from the content that you're publishing. Hopefully you are still working on that content publishing process that we talked about way back in episode one of this series and you are creating content week after week after week and getting it out there onto the internet where people can read it. So you can use that content to pre-frame your sales page. Back in episode two of this series, I recommended that you put a call to action on all of your content and that you link it to your lead magnet. But now that you have a sales page written, you can start linking some of your content when it's relevant to your product instead. So those are your assignments for this episode. Number one, Get that sales page written and published. Don't worry if it's not perfect or if you don't have the right page builder, just get something up and make sure that you test it so you know that it works so that you can actually take payment. Then send at least one email to your list announcing your new product and preferably more than one. If you want to learn more about how to structure a multi-day email campaign, I do have a course about that and I'll link to that in the show notes or you can find it inside your six-figure systems dashboard. But you can also keep this really simple. Don't get carried away. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Here's what you do. 
send one email announcing your new product. Tell them the same things that are on the sales page. You're going to tell them what it does, who it's for, and how it works. Then wait two days, then send another email. And this time, I want you to share your personal story. What experience did you have that prompted you to create this product? What makes you the perfect person to be selling this product? A couple of days after that, send a third email. Maybe this time you link to that new blog post that you wrote or a podcast episode. And in that blog post, you link to your sales page. This is kind of a more subtle call to action, but it's a good addition to your campaign. Then a day or so after that, send one final email reminding people that your product is available. If you've had it on sale, tell them that the coupon code is expiring or that the price is going up. Give them one last chance to purchase at that discount. And if you're feeling especially ambitious, send two emails that day, one in the morning and one final reminder in the evening. You'll be surprised at how well that technique works and no, people won't yell at you if you do it. This is how online businesses make sales. You create something of value, you write a sales page that explains that value, and then you ask people to go read your sales page. Some of those people will buy. It really does not get any simpler than that. I want you to keep in mind that if you've been stuck thinking that there has to be a membership site or a course portal or 17 social media accounts and Twitter threads and Pinterest boards and a sales page builder that you can barely use, you don't need any of that. Write a simple sales page for your digital product and then let people know where to find it. That's it. That's all you have to do. One of the people who really wants to know about your product is me. So now I would love for you to click over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 95 and leave me a comment. Tell me about what you've created and where I can find it. Drop me a link because I really would like to check it out. And could you do me a favor? If you have a friend or a colleague who could use business building advice, would you share the link to this podcast with them? It's a great way to grow our audience and I'd appreciate your support. All of our episodes can be found at tinycourseempire.com. That's it for me this week. I'll be back next week with my best advice for improving and increasing your audience building efforts. We're going to start putting that content to work for you in more ways. So I hope you'll join me for that. Have a terrific rest of your day and I will talk to you again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.